We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. It's Taco Thursday. I had some tacos. How are you doing? Tacos Thursday? That sounds amazing. I'm kind (laughs) of jealous. I'm not going to lie. I didn't think about that. I mean, I love a Thursday. It's better than a Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. It's not original enough. Uh, Actually, it's just because we went to a Mexican restaurant last week and they they were so nice. It's like a really small place and the owner was there and she just gave us extra uh, homemade corn tortillas. And I was like, we'll we'll do tacos. There you go. (laughs) There you go. No, that sounds great. Um, honestly, it's been a great day, I would say, as, as good as it could be um, in the sports world. Obviously, we just had a podcast yesterday. We talked about the DeMar Hamlin situation, but I feel like we should start the show with it because it just felt encouraging when we heard from the UC Medical Center and the physicians that are currently uh, working with DeMar in the hospital. And I don't know about you. I watched that today and then I watched the Bills press conference and to think, Three days later, this is where we are. Uh, it's been a, it's been a pretty, pretty long week, and it just seemed it seemed like today was a good day. Yeah, I mean that's also why I'm happy. Uh, <laughs> no, that was awesome news to get in the middle of the work day to just get the uh, Demar Hamlin. It seemed like every update was more positive than the last. First, it was just Demar Hamlin is conscious. I was like, oh, awesome, and then it's like he's conscious enough to ask who won. <laughs> it's like, okay i feel like we should have led with this maybe and that's like he's got movement in his feet and his hands and he wrote i feel like writing is actually almost more impressive than if he talked because you know you need a lot of finger dexterity to write something and maybe you know i don't know if they have like a big pencil or something like that but still you know you need good finger dexterity i guess that's more of a spinal thing you think of where you can't move your fingers as well anymore but i don't know man i don't know anything about these injuries so all this it just seems it's hard not to get too optimistic, although I keep trying to tell myself, like, okay, he's not there yet. Mm-hmm. But it, oh man, so much good news. It's like, I feel he's not in the clear, but it's like from where we were yesterday, it feels like it, it feels for yesterday, it's just not knowing. The not knowing sucks. And then you get all this great information and awesome. That, I, that was very uplifting. I hope I didn't miss anything there that was important that happened with him. No, I think one of the things in just hearing that press conference, you know, you were hoping it was going to be a good update because of a couple of the releases earlier in the day from the Buffalo Bills and the reports that, you know, he was opening his eyes a little bit last night, which is absolutely incredible. And again, not on the medical side. So just not familiar with the whole process and timeline of how that works, but learning a lot about it when it comes to these physicians. And there were a couple things that um, I just thought was absolutely amazing for his family last night who were they were with him and um he he was gripping their arms and holding holding their hands and even the physician goes he was holding my hand uh and and to have those movements and when they were having the press conference they said he was moving his his feet and his hands at that moment uh all of that was happening and you think of his family at that time you think of everybody that's involved and obviously the Buffalo Bills who who went to the practice field and, and we heard from them I want to get to them in just a moment that the whole who won the game? One of my favorite moments of that press conference. I agree with you. 
you're, those physicians should have started uh, the, the press conference with that information because I think a lot of people, when they saw that come through, if you weren't listening, you were following on social media because that's what my timeline was. It was the updates from the press conference. And when the doctor said that he, he wrote that down, one of them just answered him and said, yes, Damar, you, you won the game of life. And that just, again, this week has been a lot of reality uh, outside of the sports world. What doesn't matter, the seeding, the wins, the big game, um, that, that he is overcoming something that it really felt, if, I don't know, I've said it off the air to other people, it was depressing on Tuesday. And, you know, you wanted to get these reports over the last couple of days that that good news was going to happen. And they were able to tell him. And I hope we're able to see how he really feels about it when, when he gets to see what is happening in the outside world. They told him that he's going to be able to buy a bunch of toys with, with the money. And I just think that's that's amazing that he already knows that part. Um, it just it was one of those things where it started really to think of the the sad, the negative, you know, what could go wrong and and then all of the the past 24 to 72 hours. And, and like someone from the Buffalo Bills said, it's kind of crazy that on the third day is when he started to awake and, and move. Um, and, you know, he's number three. And it was just such a such a such a really cool thing for for everyone involved um, to be able to, to hear those updates. How wired different are football players that the first thing he asks is, did we win? <laughs> it's like, and, and I guess he didn't know that, you know, everything that happened, he, heart stopped and it, it's been days. He probably thought it was Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, it, I don't know. Just that, that was one of the first things that caught my eye. I was like, that would not be my first question. Tube down my throat, all this stuff going on. First question, do we win? <laughs> it's like my first question would be, what happened? <laughs> what am I doing here? Uh, but, you know, that was that's the biggest thing. And and, and credit, we, we talk about it all the time when it comes to the medical professionals. Um, the physicians at UC Medical did say, and it is the number one trauma unit. It's, a, it's an amazing hospital. And those people are absolutely great at what they do. Unfortunately, Ryan Shazier had to go there and Tua did too. And, and they took great care of, of the both of them. Uh, but I just, I, I, when you hear them talk about the Bills athletic trainer and that he was able to perform the CPR within 60 seconds and that that could have been a game changer if there was any more additional seconds or, or a minute later. Yeah. And that's like we brought up yesterday. Uh, it's just credit to, um, what I think of is uh, the Joe Mixon with the jumping up and down and everything. So again, just every second matters. So I, him being the first one to notice and to make such a concerted effort to get somebody over there, I think did make a, a difference and credit also, obviously to the, it was a bills assistant athletic trainer that performed the CPR. I mean, way to step up, man. Like that's, that's knowing you are certified, what you can do and just getting in there. That's, that's one of the awesome things, you know, it's one of the awesome things about this is all these heroes and he gets to be one. Um, awesome. Just so cool. Everything's so cool with how they, they saved his life and that's, it's awesome. I don't know. Yeah, no. I, and then one more thing I, I kind of want to add to to everything that, that we saw today. The Bills were going back to full go at practice today as they get ready for this weekend's game versus the Patriots. And Josh Allen, Sean McDermott said, you know, we're ready to play. But they obviously had a chance to to hear this encouraging news and, and everybody had smiles on their face. And it was emotional for them 
Josh Allen talked about everything that happened during Monday night, and he ended his press conference the last 30 to maybe 45 seconds. He wanted to say something about T. Higgins and just really had his back. And I loved everything that he had to say about that. And I thought that was really cool. I, I respect Josh Allen as a quarterback and a player, but just to end your press conference with, with making sure you say something about T Higgins. I, I just thought that was, that was really, really, really cool to see. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, just, you know, that there's some hate going around. I don't see a ton of it, but I'm not looking for it. So I know it's there. Like I've seen some people post screenshots of it and stuff uh it's ridiculous it's not giving your help to damar hamlin it is just being i don't know i I think those people are in a bad place and they're taking it out on somebody and i like that josh allen stepped up and said that because i'm sure there's plenty of those people coming from the bills fandom maybe including that guy on twitter who said joe burrow was terrible for throwing a football and whatnot not to bring that, uh, give that any attention, but that was one of the craziest takes I've ever seen. That is, uh, that's digging for something. To actively ignore everything after too, like everything he does right after that. Like, no, whatever, man. Like that's looking for a reason to be angry. Yeah, that was, that's insane. And and that's one of the things I always kind of feel a certain way on social media when it, when it's something that it isn't a popular thing and it's a hot take and somebody puts it out there and they just want the attention for it. And I'm thinking, why do I retweet it? Why do like quote tweet it and, and call it ignorant or something like that? I'm giving it attention, but it's, it's just those people. I just don't understand, um, you know, why they want to say things like that and that it can be hurtful, but you know, it's just we knew before before this game what these two teams were. Um, you know, I said it before that you know that you have two good quarterbacks and two great coaches leading both organizations. And I just uh, after after what the last forty hours have been, it's it was just today was a, today was a good day. It's it's going to be a long road and it's not over. And as you see, medical center physicians did say today that he's still critically ill, but the improvements there. And, you know, someone who was awakened, who was moving his feet, moving his legs, um, neurologically intact, which I felt like that was the biggest thing in news of, of today uh, when it comes to, to DeMar. It just seems really encouraging. And then the Bengals were in the locker room today and they were able to talk a little more. Ted Karras rocking the 513 Buffalo Bills Cincinnati shirt with the biggest smile on his face. I mean... We liked that guy, but every single time he says something, does something, it's easy to root for him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's the face of that offensive line. And uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up was we were recording during the DJ Reader press conference, but he was very vulnerable and brought up how they're all telling, they told each other they love each other and things like that, just being open, even though it's like a manly macho sport, uh, they don't say it enough. and. I think he he said something along the lines of like we don't we don't say that enough you know I do love those guys we bleed we sweat we you know work together eat together they're my brothers and you know like that that I thought that was a really cool part of his interview I think you go back to who was voted captains and right before the season started, you get DJ. We're talking about, yeah. You get Joe Burrow, you get Ted Karras, and 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 Sam, even Sam Hubbard, who is another one in the locker. I'm not naming all of the captains right now, but just incredible people that you're really grateful that you have on this team. I was actually listening to Paul Daner, and he did a great story on Zach Taylor. 
and um, a few things on Joe Burrow, just kind of the leader that they have in Zach Taylor and listening to Brian Callahan talk about Zach Taylor. And Brian was pretty much saying there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes as a head coach and, and how Zach cares for people as a person. You know, somebody might have to leave for a day because a grandparent passed away and they're not there and they're gone for personal reasons or something pops up, how he handles injuries. Uh, Zach's been through a lot since he's been here as the head coach. And you really just kind of we talked about it on yesterday's pod and you could say the same thing for Sean McDermott with the Buffalo Bills. I want to make sure, you know, obviously I mentioned him, too, but it just makes you like, hey. Next time someone gets mad about a play call, next time someone is mad at Zach for how the offense is working or what they're doing out there, I mean, just take a second to be like, I'm really grateful this dude is is the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals right now. Yeah, I mean, like, does will he ever be Andy Reid on the offensive side of the ball? I don't know. But, you know, is he a solid leader? Is he Has he grown? In the areas that people complain about, absolutely. He's a much better play caller, play design now than he was when he first started. So he's been growing. There's a lot of potential there for more growth. And just as a guy, he's just such a well-mannered, I don't know, like charismatic uh, leader. You think of everything you want in a head coach. You want a guy that's caring. You want a guy that's a leader. You want a guy that... um, is an actual good person and he fits all of that. So he hits all the notes of being a good head coach. And then the things you're complaining about, he's been getting better year over year. Yeah. You can really see why um, Joe Burrow, it just speaks volumes about Zach Taylor when lose. Um, he is, he's the guy in Cincinnati right now. And one of the biggest things you go back to last year is uh, going around town, giving footballs around the city game balls after wins. And a lot of people uh, could really appreciate the change and what we're seeing in Cincinnati with Zach Taylor, obviously as the head coach, I want to get to a little more when it comes to what the talk is, the AFC North, the Baltimore Ravens, because there's a game in a few days and the committee's meeting tonight. So by the time we end up recording this podcast, there's going to be a scenario of what's going to happen with the AFC playoffs. Maybe uh, we'll see if that's a that's a Friday news dump on the NFL side. But there's a lot of conversations going on right now about the AFC. I want to get to that next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.